0: Almost Awakened Podcast, a no nonsense approach to spirituality with your hosts, Brittany Hartley and Bill Reed. Here we dive deep into the wisdom traditions while acknowledging insightful breakthroughs in science, psychology, and human development. Our goal is to explore the good life and the very best of spirituality, no nonsense required. Check us out at almostawaken.org where you can check out past episodes, make a donation, email us a question or comment, or find out more about the resources we shared. And now, today's podcast episode.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Almost Awaken podcast. Mike, how are you doing today?
0: Excellent. Excellent.
1: Good, good. Hey, so the reason you and I are having a conversation is that um, we've been talking about... You having left a, a high demand fundamentalist religion and having done that at an older age and some of the the wrestle that comes with that. I I, I have lots of friends and various age groups. And the friends that are older, it is a little more difficult, if I can just say that. Like it is. And I think a lot of people aren't aware of the challenges that come with deconstructing religion generally and then and then doing it at a little bit older age. It I I just think that's pretty brave and courageous because most folks I think make some sort of determination, kind of later on, that they see that risk, and and some folks are just more prone to kind of just stay with it and pretend, right? I, and, uh, I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So before we get into kind of a big conversation about all of this, uh, maybe introduce yourself to the audience and share whatever pieces and parts of yourself that you'd you'd like. To
2: well, uh, we, uh, uh, my wife and I, have, you know, as you said, Bill, have just uh, made the decision to uh, to step back from, from uh, the uh, the church and um, it's it has been a struggle. It, it's a it's been a difficult thing. Uh, my wife and I both grew up in Southeast Idaho. Uh, we've been married for almost 44 years. Uh, we have four children um, and you know that the, you know that the having children and raising them in such a high demand religion is one of the things I think Bill that that makes it really difficult for some people to leave, um, especially when those children and their grandchildren are still active in the church. Right. They're uh, believers. They're yeah. they're believers. And right. and I know I've been in I've been communicating with a lot of people my age that literally lost access to their grandchildren uh because they've made the this the the decision to leave. So you're right, there's a lot of there's a lot of factors for us older folks, uh the seniors when it comes to leaving uh, you know, this high demand religions. But but uh, you know, yeah. we've uh We've been active for a long time, and uh, we um, uh, we live in Colorado. Um, and uh, uh, you know, leaving for us was, I think, a lot easier than it is for a lot of the folks. Because for one thing, all our kids left; uh, they never believed. All four of our children left, mm-hmm. um, and and they've never put a lot of pressure on us. We've we've put a lot of pressure on them, and that's another one of the the uh, things that we're trying to sort through is the way we judged and, um, uh, treated and, and, uh, you know, the, the way the church, you know, programmed us to, to judge our kids when they started to do things that they shouldn't have done, we didn't behave very well. And, and those are some of the things that we've got to drop. but, uh, but anyway, uh, Sandy and I, we've been married a long time and, uh, we were pretty, we were pretty well, uh, uh we were as TBM as you can, you can get. And, uh, it, things just started to happen. Things just, uh, I mean, it's a whole long story on how I finally got out, but,
1: uh, but, uh yeah how long ago uh, was it two years bill uh two years but, ago you went from being believing in your faith system to realizing something doesn't add up correct taking it apart there and there that's... were a lot of things yeah
2: there was a lot of things that led up to it but yeah. it was mainly you know uh there's a particular document out there that uh, that my daughter uh challenged me to read and uh I literally went from a believing member to being fully out in about four hours, having read yeah. that document. Yeah, so, after having
1: spent a lifetime correct believing in and serving in that system. Correct,
2: correct. It took yeah. me; it t- literally took me four hours to, yeah. to get out.
1: I hear a lot of folks who it happens that quick, and you know, I'm kind of the opposite side of that, where it took me a decade of just slow, just kind of a slow burn of wanting it to be so true. And yes. little pieces and parts telling me it wasn't, and me just making excuses. Exactly. It, you know, it, it. How you know? Again, for those who do it really quick, I think there's pros and cons. For those who do it really slow, I think there's pros and cons. And right. Yeah. yeah. Um. Let's Let's jump into this a little bit. I, there's a list of things that you made of things that had to be thought out and processed and kind of rebuilt. And uh, as I read your list, kind of prepping for this morning's conversation, those stand out to me as things I had to do too. And so I, I think right. it'll be interesting to jump into these, but the first one is the idea of political views and, uh, maybe run us through where you were politically, like what the system, what you felt like the system encouraged you to be, and then where, you know, what your politics and political views had to do between, you know, when you were in, uh, that system believing into today. And maybe tell us uh, kind of what that process looked
2: like. Well, you know, as a as a uh, teenager and a, and a young adult, when my wife and I, when we first got married, you know, back in 70, 79, 78, um, we we uh, always voted Democrat. We were, we were, we thought we were Democrats, you know. Um, we weren't very political at the time, but as we grew older and of course got more. Uh, more uh, ingrained in in the doctrine and uh, um, you know the, the the views of church and some of the directions that they that uh, some of the beliefs that that they held uh, we started to drift more to the conservative side and and became you know and and it's funny bill because you know uh, since since leading and, and trying to get a different perspective you know, uh, I'm I'm still really struggling. You know, I I get onto some of the forums that that uh, you know some of the uh, uh, prior members you know get the Facebook forums and Reddit the subreddits and uh, it seems to me like everybody that leaves these high demand religions like ours uh, just and and they're ultra conservative like I was they completely go to the other side in almost everything that they believe uh, they 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 take on a. Uh, a more leftist view of, of the world. and uh, and I'm struggling with that. Um, it, there are many things that that I've tried to you know deconstruct and, and look at differently once you leave that that religious uh, uh, environment and but I'm still struggling with that, trying to find out where I'm at. But when we left, yes,' we're, we're ultra conservative uh, in all our and, and as far as I was concerned, all the arguments that the left made about whatever issue you want to take we just wouldn't listen you know it just didn't make any sense to us um and so that's been a kind of a struggle for us
1: yeah the, the religious system that you and i were both in and as you point out like all of these high demand fundamentalist religions do this but they operate from a very conservative center correct and and so the Our system, and I think most of them do this because there's some legality to not being involved in pushing a particular party or candidate, Um, so these systems tend to say that they are neutral, and there seems to be some, you know, you seem to be kind of aware with like nod, nod, wink, wink, we're really conservative here, but you can be a member of either party if you want to be, right? Correct, correct. And, uh, and you can you can lean uh, either way, terms of party, but then there are these issues that absolutely push you over to the conservative side. And um, it is interesting, because when I was uh, a believing uh, member of uh, my faith system, uh, I'd grown up not a member of anything, and my parents were pretty politically neutral. Like they were, you could just tell from the conversations that they're that there were people in their family that were on both sides and that both sides could argue with each other and hold their position. And uh, when I joined this religious system as a teenager, I very quickly realized that my the 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 one and true political system to be part of was the conservative side, a, re, a Republican here in the United States, Correct. for instance. And um, we we would debate these things. I would I would ro- watch Rush Limbaugh. I would watch Glenn Beck. I was oh yeah really yeah really interested in that side, and I just automatically knew they were right. And it really kind of comes from this black and white perspective where the system says. You know, this is what it says about birth control and this is what it says about abortion and this Correct. is what it says about gay marriage and this is what it says about um equality in terms of um women because the man's in charge of the home and uh, the man presides, and so we kind of think it's healthy because we're swimming in it, right? It's like the fish in the fish tank—you you don't know any better. Um, but you are—you're—you're—and you know—it's ingrained in you to be this conservative on all of these issues. And as you point out, when you start to let go of religion, you start to deconstruct it. You start to challenge the ideas it presents. You—you you have to reconsider things like birth control, abortion, Correct. gay marriage, um, all of it, uh, patriarchy, sexism, right? And those things, once you realize your system is wrong, you open up the door to going like, "Well, maybe they've been wrong on a lot of things, and maybe maybe the other side of the aisle has some merit exactly. and And,
2: you know, religion uh, uh, especially you know ours, I think, and and some others, uh, it conditions you to see the world the way they want you to see it, just like you said. and 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 I was all in. I did the same thing. i i every day, I would listen to. Glenn Beck, and then and then I would listen to Rush Limbaugh, and then I would listen to Sean Hannity. Just on and on and on, and and we were always right, and they were always wrong. And once once I stepped away, and I and I and I I, I think back, uh, Bill, at how my thoughts and actions and uh, uh, beliefs shaped my views and my thoughts and the way that I thought of other people, especially the you know the LGBTQ, uh, uh, you know the uh and and all of it the abortion you know just and i i'm almost ashamed you know to to uh, you know and but I, I gotta keep telling myself it's not my fault it's not it's not no, our fault not. you know and uh, we were born into this we were programmed we were indoctrinated and i'm i'm working very hard to to really look at you from you know i can't just run to the other side on everything i just can't yeah. I- no, accept sure. everything and and you know what I still think both both uh uh both sides have merit uh in yeah. but you you got to find that sweet spot and and that's what I'm trying to trying to do is yeah. uh, you know it, it's it's even funny how uh you know in the last couple of weeks you know they uh, that new uh, uh the the James Webb telescope uh, mm. you know has yeah. been showing you know and and Things as simple as, you know, and this, this may be kind of corny, but uh, before we left, you know, the thought of, of any extraterrestrial ter- beings, you know, yeah. was just something that could not
1: be possible. Right. right. Our theology made it so that that wasn't really something you had to worry about.
2: You didn't have to worry about it. You know, all this yeah. stuff, you know, the Navy saying, yeah, we got all these... UFOs, you know, it's it's that's got to be explained some other way. And 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 now that you get out, and again, this is kind of a might be a little corny, but you know, I look at those those new photographs, and obviously, we can't be alone. You know, so yeah, uh, everything, everything, you know, once you get outside that box, things really change and and open up for you.
1: Yeah, and you you hit on it, which I also have moved considerably. Away from this extremely conservative position I used to hold. And today I would call myself a moderate. And on some issues, I tend to to go much more left. And usually those are social issues where
0: sure.
1: Um sure. I, I realize, like, hey, every human being is having this human experience. It is damn difficult. And some folks start off with less privilege, some folks um have disadvantages for various reasons. And in a past, you know, in that past life of belief, I would have, as you said earlier, judged them as having just sinned and gone astray and made bad choices. And today I go like, no, that person probably is me just under a different set of circumstances, a different set of parents. Exactly. Yeah, and so you kind of sense that everybody came to their moment honestly, and that we ought to do all we can to reduce everyone's trauma. And maybe those of us in privilege, maybe we can endure a little more so that someone else can have an opportunity or feel safe or or Mm -hmm. be able to process some of the harm that's come to them and maybe have less harm in the future, right?
2: Correct, correct. And then maybe...
1: You know, maybe on other issues, we still stay more conservative, um, right. financial ones and, and whatnot. And maybe sometimes it's not black or white on any of these. And maybe the ones that seem like they're innocuous and we can still be conservative, maybe they tie into somewhere down the line um, folks and how they're affected and maybe vice versa. And so, as you point out, these issues become not simple. Birth control or abortion or gay rights. Um, they're they are yeah. not they're not as simple as the view that people gave us 20 years. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Talk, maybe talk for a moment about, let's, let's take a few of these. Let's talk for a moment about like uh, birth control. Okay. Um, conservative religions are going to want to have a high number of birth inside that system. It becomes very normal for uh, conservative religions to value uh each human being who's born, if for right. no other reason than it adds another member to the roles of that system, right? Correct. And so um we were always kind of taught that folks, like some people make bad choices, there's consequences for choices. If somebody gets pregnant, they absolutely should not take a life. And the only option they have is to give birth. And if they don't want the child, fine, give it for adoption. But Right. have the child. And, um, we on that side of, of the belief just knew that that was the right way to see things. How, for instance, on this particular issue have, have your views changed over the last couple of years? Well,
2: uh, obviously they have changed. And, and of course, uh, uh, you know, just recently, of course, with the, with the Supreme court ruling, um, and, uh, I, uh, and, and I was absolutely in that box, Bill. I just, you know, there's no, there's no way anybody should be allowed to have an abortion, you know? Uh, and unless, of course, there's some extreme circumstance, you know, the mother's in danger, um, you know, and, but I, I was in that box, I, you know, just just have the child and adopt it out if you don't want the child. Um, and, uh, but recently, and I've been, I t- try to take each one of these issues and and do as much research and and try to get as informed as, as I possibly can. And and I've just basically come down to I I do believe now that that uh, a woman should have the right to to make that choice. Uh, I think I think she should. Um, however, I still believe that that's a, a a child. You know, I I mean, I would I would prefer it didn't happen. I'm I'm kind of somewhere in between there. Um, I think if if. It, it can't be an easy choice for anybody. It, it, it just simply can't. Um, and, uh, but sometimes that choice has to be made. Um, and, uh, I, I again, I still, I still believe that that that's a, uh, a life that's being terminated and it has to be taken extremely serious, but I, I do, I believe a woman should have the choice to do that and without, uh, you know, yeah. So, yeah, I, so- I've changed, I've changed on that a bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, who's in a better position to make that decision than the person who's being affected by it directly in the right? Correct. So, And, Correct. and as you point out, like I don't think those decisions are taken lightly. Um, and let me say it this way, too. When I deconstructed my religious system and just did what you just did, which is go back into the issue and really dive deep into it, I read several sites where they tried to present both sides of the argument fairly. Mm-hmm. And what I realized was if you took God out of the equation, the the pro-choice uh side had a ton more merit than I gave it credit for. And exactly, exactly. Um, when I looked at the argument, it, it wasn't just, you know, I, I'm reading a book right now, a book that was famous a decade or so ago, free economics, but the book goes into various um hot button issues and it shows you how an understanding of economics can help you have a new perspective. And what they were showing was birth control is one of the issues they were tackling. And they talked about how, um, when people, when women have access to, uh, make that choice, um, the crime rate is significantly lower because when a woman is, um, forced to give birth to a child generally, and she doesn't want to have it or thinks it's best not to, um, generally, She's right, like the situation is going to be pretty dire for that kid to grow up in. And in some ways, like everybody thinks adoption solves the problem, but in a lot of ways it doesn't. No, it, it, it's just it's a broken system as well. And um, the the economic uh, hardship on the community, like tax dollars that go in, that becomes Um, more heavy in uh, areas where abortion is not uh, a choice that a woman can make. And the financial uh, repercussions to the woman, the health uh, issues to the woman, the um, lack of mobility or um, access she has to education or uh, as equal employment that uh, her counterpart who had that choice in some other place would have, all of those things are not in her favor if forced to have that child. And so we think it's just a simple issue, but it affects crime, it affects uh, poverty, it affects access to healthcare, it affects access to good employment. It's all the things, and so when you sit down with an issue post, uh, you know, deconstruction. You really have to sit with how do these things really affect all of us? Affect the person, most importantly, the person directly involved. And is it really the best decision to force people in dire situations to raise a child that they don't think they can provide an adequate uh, home for? Correct. And and suddenly, you know, you and I are sitting with these and reading them and going like, "Whoa, I'd never thought about it from that side." There's yeah. There's real merit to the other side of the aisle.
2: Well, and and it's not just that, Bill. For it, it's all that. And when you when you look at an issue, and and you said earlier, uh, you kind of nailed it. For you, when you take God out of the equation, uh, it it allows you to start looking at at that 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 one particular issue with a whole different a whole different perspective because. You know, we were taught, of course, that you've got all these spirit children up here, right? And they're just waiting for that, for that body, right? And, and, and we just took that opportunity away with that, uh, you know, so, so once you take God out, of, um, and, and of course, that's another whole nother issue. I don't know what to do about God, anymore. Uh, uh, you know, after uh, coming out of this, this 65 years of, of you know, I, I'm not sure where to go with that. Uh, yeah, I've, I've started to, to. Uh, get to a point where I'm I'm now uh, more apt to believe that there isn't one than there is one right yeah. so so that's been really difficult but all these issues Bill once you take God out of it and it, it just changes your entire perspective on how you how you uh, look at these issues and and when you start looking like you said at the economic and the hardships and you know that the, and and you just start putting some of these children into that foster care system and the, yeah. the, the, you know, the whole thing, it, it's just not, it's not black and white. It's not black. And
1: no, white. no. It, you know, again, that book for economics was explaining that, that you can make a direct correlation to the kids that, um you know, in areas where the choice is not available, the, there is a direct correlation to those children born to homes that, Um, again, out of every hundred, you know, 40 of them would have chosen to make a different choice. They could directly correlate that to the crime rate being uh, risen in those areas. And because that those kids are born into impoverished, situations and situations that have extra trauma being added to that child's life and hence the chance of those children turning out to be criminals was significantly higher correct and and so then you look at like how does that affect the next person like the homicide rate was significantly higher so now you have other people down the line who whose life is taken because we didn't allow that woman to make a choice about that child or that, you know, that, that fetus at that time. And, and so gets into kind of this next question, which is this idea of wrestling with conservative values. Maybe, maybe we've already said it, but there seems to be so many things that we aligned ourselves with on the front half of life that on the back end of life here, I'm you know, when we talk about conservative values or changing values, um, I just became a whole lot more inclusive. Like I, uh, I was at an event. I was at an event a couple of weeks ago um, with some friends and there was uh, a person there who was a male uh, who wore a dress and, Mm -hmm. In a past life, I would have I would have sat there, you know, 20 years ago, I would have sat there and had so much judgment, right? Oh, yeah. And so many stories and so many thoughts running through my head about how that person was doing something bad. And the the reality was, as I sat there that night a couple weeks ago, I thought I just thought to myself, like, here's this human being who whose thoughts and processes in their head is completely different than mine. Right. And we created a world that said, you know. Here's the acceptable box everyone has to fit in. And on some piece of us, every one of us falls outside that box. Correct. And uh, we're, we kind of hide those parts of ourselves because our system says those things aren't acceptable. And here I am sitting at this uh, this event and really just appreciating their humanity. Um, yeah. Really just find that people now, their diversity is interesting. Mm-hmm. How they're different than me is really a value. And there's something to learn from everybody and... Uh, I really have just grown a ton more inclusive. So so I think, you know, I, I want to see what your thoughts are. But I think this process really, this process of our tribe not accepting our new views and our new views saying that the tribe didn't really get it right opens us up to seeing where we, you know, because I want to be a good person. I, I You know, I've talked to you enough to know that you want to be a good person. We're trying to figure out, like, how can I make room for me and how can I make room make room for every other human? to have the best human experience possible without all of us hurting each other. Exactly.
2: And uh, I had a very similar <clears throat> experience that you just <clears throat> talked about. Excuse me. Uh, we went uh, last November uh, to, there was an event in Salt Lake. Uh, it was, a you know, the Thrive event. Um, and uh, uh, in fact, I think he spoke at it. Uh, but uh, um, we were sitting at a table and we just happened to pick a table. And, and this was right after we had, gotten out, you know, uh, fully. And, and, um, so we went over to Salt Lake and attended this event and we were sitting at the table and there were two, uh, gay couples that were sitting at the table with us. And we just had a blast with these people. We just, it just, it was just, it was kind of one of those aha moments for me where, where I, you know, again, once you, once you realize, and, uh, that, uh, their, their lifestyle is no different than yours. It's just, they, they've just chosen to love somebody else, um, of the same gender. And, and I, I just, again, was one of those aha moments. These were genuine, funny, uh, just wonderful people. We had a blast with them, talking to them, getting to know them. and, and, and I look at at everybody now. Once you take God out of it, I don't care if it's a homeless guy in the corner begging. You know, I I I look at him differently than I did. Mm. Uh, and and you use the word inclusive, and I I am. I'm becoming much more inclusive. Uh, I I don't judge the way I did. Uh, you know, everything everything has has changed. And 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 of course, I look at things different. I don't believe in sin any. You know, I don't. I don't, there's no such thing as sin. There's, there's right and there's wrong and there's bad and there's, there's good. And and there's consequences for acts. But, uh, you know, I don't believe anybody's sinning. I don't think anybody's up there with a book making check marks, you know. Um, uh, So, yeah, it's, it's really, really opened uh, our eyes up to a whole different world and different people and different cultures, everything. It's just, yeah. uh, we're better people. There's no question. I'm a better person. There's no question about it. Uh, I have become a better person. I've become a better husband. I've become a better father. Uh, I'm finally getting to know my kids, you know? Uh, Same by the way. Yeah yeah and finally when once you take that elephant out of the room right because gosh you brace your kids they've gone a different direction they're not living the way and and of course we're taught bill that that if they don't get in line then we're not going to be with them in the next life mm. you know uh yeah. and and so you put so much pressure on your kids but once we left and of course they were all just adding uh our daughter you know she she just said you know i've been waiting for this my whole life uh so you can become, you just become a better person. There's just no question about it.
1: Yeah. It seems as though conservative systems spend a lot of time and energy imposing on you that you believe that that the ways in which people are different than the small box of ways that are acceptable to show up in the world, that they're bad, right? There's this idea Mm -hmm. of sin. And so conservative systems are always creating us's and them's. Us's are those that are in, that believe, that signal to each other that we believe. And, and You know, anybody who um, pushes back against the system, anybody who lives their life in a different way, anybody who, whether it's their morality or whether it's just their their life choices, anytime those things are outside of the small box we're given, they're lost, they're fallen. We have all these negative labels for folks. And all conservative religions do that. it seems as though that when I when I left that behind, I, like you, I started to have exposure and experience with people who were different than me. And when I listened to their life story and I go like, oh, they really did come to this moment, honestly, they, they didn't, they weren't, you know, going around and being vile or making uh, unhealthy decisions. They were just trying to be the fullest expression of their humanity. And, and that had them living their life a different way than I did. Yep. But- I didn't see it as like, oh, like they woke up one morning and decided to, you know, make bad choices. It was, it was that they woke up one morning and weren't going to hide themselves anymore. Correct. And they chose to be the real person that they are. At the expense of the conservative systems looking down upon them, um, but the but the the box of behaviors that we were told to be—it was never real that people were choosing to be bad outside of that box anyway. It, the box wasn't real; it didn't exist.
2: It, it, exactly. It's 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 a it's a myth.
1: You know, it's a man-made uh, construct. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It is.
2: It, it's it's it is, and. Uh, uh you know and and you live your whole life in that box right and and uh uh and and again it shapes your it shapes your thoughts it shapes your views um and uh yeah once you once you, uh, you know, and look, uh, we've experienced some of what we're talking about. When once you leave, the people that you know, we here in Colorado, where we live, uh, you know, we still see occasionally. Go to a restaurant or go to the grocery store, and we see people that uh, that we used to attend church with, and uh, you know, they know we've left the church. You know, uh, you know, two years ago, I was in a, a very high leadership position in in our uh, ward here and and uh uh so you can feel that vibe you can you feel a little bit of of that uh that wall and that judgmental view and attitude um uh, you you just do you know you you see it you feel it They're, They 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 kind of give you this uh uh you know, oh, it's good to see you, blah blah blah, but and then it's it's over, it's done. They don't want to have anything to do with you, and and so uh, what I'm trying to say is, you know, it 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 gave me that perspective, a little bit of a per- perspective on how I probably came off to others that. That were outside when I was in.
1: You could now so, see yourself in a mirror.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah, you can see that and feel it, and and yeah. it's it's not good. It's an, it's not a good feeling to realize that you judged people and treated people poorly.
1: Simply. And you don't even know it.
2: And you don't even know it. No, you don't. You don't know it. You don't. It, it's what you feel is right. These people are, are you know, they they're lost, and and unless they believe the way I, um, uh, you know, I got no time for them.
1: Yeah, no Reli- for them. yeah. Religion teaches you to judge differences bad, and religion gives you permission to dismiss others' Correct. experience and their perspective because they're different. Because you get to automatically decide that they are not one of us, that our job is to bring them to the truth, Correct. then you you can dismiss anything someone says. So when someone comes to you um, gay or black or female or, you know, any of anything that makes somebody different than um, the standard person in our system, which, you know, the people that are really benefiting from the system are white men, Right. Mm-hmm. And so anytime at uh, white, uh, heterosexual, cisgender men. And so anytime somebody is something other than that, our system gave us some sort of permission to dismiss them Correct. Um, and to not value their story as equal to ours. Exactly. And, and And so you get to this side of life where you've deconstructed it and suddenly you have a human being sitting across from you whose life experience seems reasonable. And it seems like, oh, I can see why they lived the life that they did and they didn't Go around making uh, choices every single time. Some of these things were ways in which they just came into the world, exactly. and, and and so you're trying to make room for people wherein you didn't make room from before. As you point out, we couldn't even know it. You you have this idea that it's your job to share the gospel message with right. everyone. They they can benefit from you. You kind of know they can't. You're not exactly going to benefit from them. That, they, right? They, they've got nothing for me. Yeah. I, I
2: have I have everything for them. Yeah. You know? I've got if if you'll just get in line here, you know. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna fix everything for you.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna hold your hand and take you to heaven. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna get you uh, there. Yeah, we're
2: just 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 hop on board because that's yep. where I'm going. I'm going straight yep. to straight to heaven, and I'm gonna take you with me. It, but, it's sad
1: how dismissive we became, isn't it?
2: Oh my gosh, Bill. Uh, it just it it's one of those things that has taken me a long time to uh, to not feel, you know, when you're in, when you're in a religion, especially the one we came, uh, you know, they want you to be broken. You know, you, you need to be, you need to be constantly re. Reaff- they got to reaffirm constantly that you're broken and, and that you, 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 you have to stay within these boundaries, yeah. right? Because we're going to fix you, but you're not going to be fixed until you get to that's our, that's yeah. our reward, you know? Yeah. And, and so, um, they want you to be broken, uh, they want you to uh, feel all the shame and guilt, well, and I did, I, I you know, my story, anyway, uh, there was a lot of things that I did younger uh, uh, that, that I just had a lot of uh, guilt about, but anyway, uh, once you leave, right, and I, and I get away from that, I'm trying to find my way, I'm trying to figure out whether God exists, whether Jesus Christ exists, whether any of this is true anymore. What I found is as I start to to deconstruct and think about the things we're just talking about and how I judge, well, now you take on another set of shame and guilt right and and, and you got to process that as well uh and i'm yeah. i'm i'm getting better i'm i'm i really am working hard to to convince myself that you know i wasn't as bad as maybe i thought i was and it wasn't my fault it, it yeah it, it's just the way we were indoctrinated and the way we were taught and what we believed. and and i'm just glad it's behind me
1: yeah i have a lot of folks who go Bill, how could I be so stupid? You know, here I am, I'm 55 years old, and I just figured out that my religion is just one of a million religions, and it yeah. it, it imposed itself as true, but it's, it's not any more true than any other one. Yeah. And uh, my response is that, you know, you're beating yourself up because you think it took you 55 years, but the reality is that so few people wake up, that to wake up at all puts exactly. you in a pretty special group of people who... We're willing to confront your, your comfortable beliefs. You were willing to confront your tribe. You were willing to confront your system and go like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this isn't right. And I don't care what age you wake up at. I, I think that's a pretty brave act. Um, Let's talk for a moment about Jesus. Okay. First off, you know, there's there's the writings, you know, the, the Bible, New Testament specifically. There's the and, and, of course, you know, in our system, Mormonism, we had this extra book. But um, you have the scriptures which tell a story about this man who lived at the meridian of time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those stories frame that man a certain way. And then you've got your particular religious system that comes in and adds all these layers of who that man is and was and Mm -hmm. how he operates and, um, deconstructing, not just your system, but now Christianity at large, you really have to kind of go back and go like, okay, maybe my system's wrong about him and maybe, but maybe he's, you know, maybe he's the real deal. And maybe if I get rid of the lens that my system gave me, I'll, I'll figure it out. And then as you're, you know, you've kind of hinted at, and I want to kind of, get you to talk a little bit here about this, but once you move beyond your system, now there's the larger system of Christianity where you have to go back in and go like, Hmm, like are are the same problems here, but under a different name, do we run into same kinds of issues that uh, impose that I start deconstructing another layer? And I'm just curious, because um, that can be really scary for folks. It's one thing to deconstruct Mormonism, but if you go the next step and start deconstructing Christianity or religion at large, which is the next layer away, um, people get kind of frightened not they having do. the stability of those things anymore. Your they thoughts? Do.
2: Well, uh, that's exactly what happened to me, Bill. Is you know, once once I did that deep dive and um, I hit I realized that 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 you know my religion Mormonism was not true um and 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 from there it just started to cascade well if this isn't true then what about God you know and if God isn't then Jesus Christ can't you know and and of course I started looking at the Bible really you know and and of course um you know when when of course when Sandy and I left we had we had no idea Bill that there was a whole world out there of post-Mormon, you know, uh, support. We didn't know anything about these podcasts. We didn't know anything yeah. about the 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 subreddit. We didn't know anything about anything. And so I can't tell you how much that, you know, you and RFM, Mormon stories, all of it, has helped us to to look at it, just the Bible, you know, and and how I've, I've come to realize that there's just things in there that. That could not be true. You know, when it comes to the flood yeah. and it comes to the Tower of Babel and it comes to all the other stuff. And yeah. so, so I've, I've really struggled with trying to, to be, because I felt like I was a very spiritual person and, and I still want to be. And it felt good to have that, that belief in God and belief that my sins were, were, had, you know, I, been atoned for and and i i just had this it made me feel good right and now all of a sudden somebody just drops that trap door right opens that door and it's all gone it's it's just gone so what the hell do you do now you know and so i i just i'm still struggling with that but i've come to realize that i just think that that if if our religion is not then none of them are there, there is no, it's all man-made, you know, it's, it's just, and and so again, I'm struggling with, with God and uh, was there a guy named Jesus Christ, you know, uh, that, that taught us some good principles and, and, uh, yep, yeah, possibly, possibly, you know, but beyond that, I, I just, yeah, it's something I,
1: even the name there, you know, it the idea that his name is Jesus Christ right and yeah. the reality right he's this this uh this rebellious zealot within the jewish faith Yahshua bar Yosef, and um yeah he he probably existed but all these layers that we've added to them and and I, i'm going to guess you know during this two years of kind of deconstructing all of this you you even acknowledge here we are two years later and you still can't exactly figure out how to make sense of this new worldview. But I I tried several times to stop at places like I I tried to go like, OK, here's here's the point where I'll hold on to these things and let go of those things and right. I'll just stay here forever. And the yeah. reality is I, I learned that maybe it was a plateau for a moment where I could take a breather. But within another month or two, I'm i I'm now in another spot because I <laughs> I've read another thing. book. I Yeah. Yep. Listen Same to thing. the podcast. Fact,
2: when when we first when we yeah. first left, we thought, okay, uh, there's some problems, but gosh, you know, the church teaches some good things, right? right? So so I think, you know what, we can still go once in a while and just go to, you know, the the main meeting, listen to some good stuff, right? And and we'll we'll still be able to get some good out of it. Because at the time we're still we're still fully believing in God and Jesus, and we just we just know that that there's some problems with our belief. So yeah. we went one time and sat there on the back bench. And uh, when when that meeting that that hour long meeting was over, we just looked at each other and said, "There's nothing here for us. There's nothing here." Yeah, we and, did the same and we, thing, and we've never been back. It, we just realized that we can't do this. It, it's just impossible. Uh, and and you're right. You and so you move on a little bit further, and you think, okay. Now, I don't believe in this particular God anymore, but there has to be a God. So we don't know who he is or what what he looks like, or you know, whether he lives in, you know, on Kolob or wherever, wherever the hell he is. But yeah. he's there, right? And and so I stayed there for a while. And and then the further you start peeling that onion back, the more you uh you're right, you move on somewhere else. And it's just a continuous progression. And, uh, it's, it's when, when you've been doing it for 65 years, it's tough.
1: Yeah. There were, there were moments where, you know, I, I knew that my systems leaders weren't flawless and i I knew that they had made serious mistakes that deeply violated the way we had framed our theology and our doctrine and our the historical events that make up our history and but I, I thought okay but you know maybe it's true in some other way and then and then as you point mm-hmm. out i let go of that and then I tried to find solace and and find a home in some breakoff group of our faith system that was a little more liberal so it'd be like leaving the Amish to join the Mennonites right. and I tried that and and then I said okay I'll try maybe some branch of Christianity that's not anything to do with my system and I tried that and every step along the way I just realized it was all more myth it was all more made up stories exactly. yeah. and and anytime anytime you um let me say it this way you were talking about going back to church and listen the moment i knew my system wasn't true i would sit in on a sacrament meeting or some other function and these folks are saying the same things they've been saying for decades that yes. i i knew was the right true message in the past and in this moment i couldn't help but see the holes in their logic i couldn't help but see that that teaching was going to cause trauma and harm to somebody. I couldn't help but see the manipulation that was going on. I couldn't help but sense that they were placing faith in things right. that couldn't couldn't possibly be true. They were absurd, such as the exactly. flood or Tower of yeah. Babel. Yeah, it, it becomes you're trying to be there because you want that community still. You want to not have to leave and figure it all out. But you also can't sit and listen to the absurd over and over again. It it really quickly, you realize the message no longer reaches you. It's not a wow. value to you anymore. Yeah. It's, it's just
2: dead air. It's not, yeah, yeah it, it's just empty. It's just totally empty. Yeah. And, and that's the way I got to feeling is, you know, in that last, that last sacrament meeting, it was, there was just, it was obvious to us that we just didn't belong here. Any any further, there was nothing there for us at all. Yeah. We have friends there. We there's good people. We love our bishop. You know, we, he was the bishop when I was with him in the bishopric, and and I just love him. And and uh, they're such good people, yeah. but they're in this broken system, and you know, you just want so badly for them to to know what you know, you know. But yeah, it, it, they got to find their own way, you know, they got to find so, their
1: own way. So you you deconstruct the Jesus of Mormonism. You Are, are you taking on, I mean, it, it sounds like you're thinking about it bigger than that. And you're going like, hey, I, now I'm starting to look at Jesus of the New Testament or Jesus of Christianity. And was how much time did that, was that a, a quick thing too, the moment you jump into kind of some biblical criticism or maybe Bart Ehrman or like, like what was it that, had you not just discard mormonism but also go like hey this next layer of christianity is also deeply flawed
2: well it it uh, to me it it was more just just reasoning right that mm. that, uh, that if if Mormonism is made up then every other religion out there from the beginning of time is just simply a system developed by man to control people right and and uh, and I just for me bill it was if this isn't true then none of it is it, I, I can't yeah. I can't let myself. Uh, I've been talking with uh, someone uh, uh, on, uh, uh, that I met on the on the internet um, that left Mormonism, and now she's getting baptized in another church, and she wanted to know how I felt about that. And I I just can't. For the life of me understand for me personally how i could go from one religion to another you know it just it was so foreign right now so when it comes to jesus you know that's one of the things that i'm still really i'm trying to cling to bill i'm still trying to, because he's been such a big part of our lives for 65 years you know and uh he's central to our salvation you know he he died for us he He took on all our sins, you know, and, but did he, you know, that's, that's, uh, I, I'm still trying to, to still trying to walk down that, that path and still trying to deconstruct that a bit. But, uh,
1: I I think there's room there to hold on to him only. So I've discarded all of that. I, I read, when I read books like Sapiens by Yuval Harari, where he clearly shared with me in that book how we went from 13.2 billion years ago to, uh, to becoming some sort of sentient life on the earth and where myth comes in and how myth is useful for binding a community together and getting them mm-hmm. to collaborate with each other and recognizing how bigger tribes would survive over smaller tribes, all of that. But when I discarded Mormonism, it was a really unhealthy way to see Jesus. I, once I let that go, I went back and read the New Testament, setting my Mormon lens completely off to the side. And what I found was that while I didn't believe it, I, I don't believe the story. Again, more power to those who do. Sure. I'm not here to say it's true or not true, only that my brain told me I couldn't arrive at a different conclusion than the one I wrote at or arrived at, which is um, that it's just myth. But the Jesus of the New Testament seems pretty admirable. Exactly, um, He seems to be standing up for the right people. He seems to be uh, inclusive. Uh, he seems to really only be pushing back against the leaders of his religious system. And he seems to be suggesting pretty much to everyone else, like, hey, life is hard. Be kind to each other and uh, and do your best to uh, to be present and to, to make choices that don't add trauma to other people, right? Exactly. So if I focused on the New Testament, I could Maintain a Jesus that was at least not um, not a shitty person, and um, but but what I found was I still couldn't believe the story, and and so do I hold this guy up or do I start valuing voices that are in my day and age that are also speaking truth, like Eckhart Tolle or Brene Brown or. Sam Harris, and what I found was if I limited myself to thinking Jesus was the um, echelon of wisdom, then I was going to miss out on a whole life full of learning because there were wisdom voices that were saying as much or more truth uh, all around me, and that might. And and so I just I let go of Jesus, the mythical figure in the stories about him that just I couldn't buy into, and I saw him as just one more teacher among a thousand teachers who could help me to be a better human today.
2: Correct. Correct. And, and that's kind of where I'm at. I just, you know, I'm at a point where, um, yeah, he, he may have existed. And, and there's a lot of things we can learn from, uh, what he, uh, what he did and his beliefs and what he taught. One thing I do know is that if there was a man uh, named Jesus Christ back then, he would not be happy with the way the uh our our system, our religious system, uh treats people. Uh, he, he would he would not be uh he would not be Okay with that.
1: Uh, Isn't it weird yeah. how that system tricked you into thinking he stood for a set of things, but the actual New Testament, when read without your Mormon lens, had a very different Jesus. Exactly. It, it, it seems strange to me that I went through several decades of life not catching on to that discrepancy. Exactly.
2: Well, think about all the things that that we didn't catch. You know, yeah. that's just that's just one of them, but. But that's been one of the things that I have been really focused on is, is uh, uh, yeah, uh, if there was a Jesus Christ, if there was a Christ and, and uh, uh, he, he would not be happy. Uh, he would not. Um, it, it just it, it, you yeah. can't reconcile the two. You just can't. You can't reconcile, uh, as you said, the, the Jesus of the New Testament. And the way the 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 Mormon Church portrays uh, uh, Jesus today,
1: yeah, Just can't, completely can't do it. So, how are you navigating spirituality today? Like, what what are you doing to feel happy, to feel connected to the world around you, to feel like you have access to resources and tools that help you to grow and become a better person? What what does that look like today for you?
2: Well, you know, obviously, uh, when when I uh, when I look at spirituality today, and and for me, uh, uh, you know, it, it's becoming a better person, and I've had to yeah. I've had to work on on that from several levels. One, uh, and one of the most important was becoming a better husband, you know, and and you know, trying to to uh, get that that really deep indoctrination of of uh how the uh the man of the 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 you know the patriarch uh, treats his wife and his children and and so i i'm working very hard with that and my wife and i have come a long ways we've been married a long time and it's not we've, we've had a good marriage uh, we have, we've had a very good marriage. We've had some rough times, but, but becoming a better husband and becoming a better father and establishing these relationships, with children, uh, trying to look at people differently, just being a good person. And I'm a yeah. much better person. My wife will tell you in the last two years, uh, I've become a better person. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm much more pleasant for people to be around. Uh, and, uh, not that I was an asshole, but, uh, uh, anyway, That's to me, spirituality now is just be this not being judgmental, you know, uh, accepting people for who they are, Um, you know, again, becoming a better father, better husband, uh, working harder to to just make the world better, you know, Um, and uh, realizing that there are differences of of opinion. Uh, One of the things we talked about earlier, some of my beliefs, you know, when you think as simple as global warming, right? Uh, well, that's not simple, but but when you're all in in this in this system that we were, in, what, what, there, there's no such you know God's not going to allow us to destroy His Earth, right? It, it, this is all a myth. All this global warming stuff is a myth. Well, now I realize that that uh, that there there's something there, you know, and I've got to do my part to 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 make the world a better place. You know, I have to realize yeah. that we are doing things to the planet that that I can that I can change and do things differently. Uh, it's not all black and white anymore. So, so when you start thinking of uh, spirituality, especially when you take God out of it, because I pretty much have, uh, I no longer, you know, get down on my knees at night and pray, you know, I, we, we no longer, because I wouldn't know who to pray to. Uh, so, so, and that was a big part of our lives. As you know, Bill, that, 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 uh, connection that we, that we, have to god through prayer and and just meditation and and you know that's all gone now if i were to get out on my knees and pray i wouldn't know who the hell i'd pray to you know and and so spirituality to me I don't know what it is anymore. I I, I really don't. I I don't. Uh, and, and again, you come out of this system after 65 years and you're so, uh, you just know you're right, you know, and then all of a sudden it comes crashing down. So I don't know what that means anymore. I don't know what spirituality is. Well, uh,
1: yeah. Means. I think you hit it on the head and I, and I totally relate to you, like being lost. And even when I hear people today discussing it, like I have my own definition for what spirituality is, it was the things you kind of hit on, which is, you know, learning and growing, trying to be a better you and doing things. And again, by being my best version of myself, by trying to be present in a given moment or interaction with a person and trying to really be in that moment. um, The best way I can explain it is to try to come up with, you know, my every move I make is to try to create the best outcome possible for everyone around me. Like, how can I reduce the trauma in this room and how can I help everybody here feel valued, acceptable, feel like they have a voice, feel like they belong. And when I act in the world in ways that seek to do that, by really paying attention to this moment right here and having a conversation with my friends or with strangers where I give them space to feel loved and accepted in the universe, Um, that feels spiritual to me. But I don't know exactly how to name it and I don't exactly know how to define it. And um, when I hear other people away from me using the word spirituality, I'm not exactly sure we're talking about the same thing anymore. Right Inside a system, we have all these labels and definitions. And so we're pretty sure we're all talking the same language. And when you deconstruct that and you realize every human being is completely different, like inside your head, the way you frame the world is alien to the way i frame the world and the way i see the world around me we may have similar experiences we may have similar beliefs we may use similar language but the experience really is completely different than the person next to you um you there's this effort uh, there's this effort decades ago to just make the assumption that hey this is, this is what it means to arrive, to have, you know, achieved whatever it is in this life that needs to be achieved. Now we all just need to look the same and do this thing and be on this path. And today you look around it and, and everyone is so different and I'm good with that. I want it to be that way. Yeah. But then you realize there isn't any set of rules. There isn't a way to create a box that everyone who's good will fit in. It doesn't work that way. So you have to start allowing people to have their own individual story. So that's also going to apply to the word spirituality. It's going to be different for every single person. I, I relate to it in the ways that you named. And I'm also not sure you and I are having the same conversation around the same word, right? It, it no longer is simple.
2: It, exactly. It, it's not. Uh, and uh, again, once you take, uh, you know, uh, God out of it, uh, it, it just takes on a whole new meaning and it can mean, it can mean something different for every person, yeah. you know, how, how maybe it should
0: and, uh, and maybe it should. yeah I,
2: I agree i don't think you can any longer uh say well th- this is how you define spirituality this is how you become spiritual
1: yeah.
2: without god you know that yeah. it, it, it's like you said i think it's different for everybody and mm-hmm. for me it's just trying to to make the the best of the last 20 years that i you know i spent 65 years this way and now I've got to reset, uh, literally reset and try to figure out how I'm going to to live the next 20 years of my life and and be productive, be, um, you know, there, a lot of things changed for me when when we left, uh, you know, because you're in this mindset, of course, Bill, that that you know christ is coming any day now right and so you got to be prepared for that and and so you spend your every waking moment worrying about am i going to make it right yeah you know yeah am, am i spiritual enough you know what about my kids what about you know uh, uh am i up to date on all my my tithes you know and and everything and that's what you spend your yeah. whole life doing
1: checklist it's, it's trying to
2: trying to do that checklist yeah. and and then when you you fall down somewhere. Now you've got to spend what time it takes an effort to, to try to make that correct, try to get yeah. forgiven. Right. And so it's just this, this uh, crappy way to live. I mean, it is yeah. once you get out of it, you realize just how shitty it was. Yeah. And so, and so now I've got 20 years left to try to figure out how to, to make sure that I've fixed everything I can fix with my kids, with yeah. my wife, with my family, yeah. with, you know, and me and my kids are, are good. We're doing good. They, um, you know, we uh, uh we can talk about things now that was just would have been completely taboo Yeah, you know, off limits. And and totally off limits. So when we're having a blast when we get um, you know, we can share a beer and you know, it's just it's it's great. But that's that's the tough part.
1: There's there's less hierarchies, right? Like you're inside the system, not only are you their dad, but you're you kind of preside over your children, right? And mm-hmm. Um, you're kind of the boss, you're the patriarch of your family. And there's all this language that creates distance because now you're up here and they're down here and their job is to take in your wisdom and your counsel and your advice. And, and, and so you, there's this distance between you because they should be, there's something about you that puts you in a higher position of authority than them and when right. i deconstructed all that like yes half my chromosomes went into making them but they are their own individual human of the same right. worth and value as me and we used to say that in the system but we didn't quite understand what that meant they are literally not just equal to me if if we understand um if we understand it well enough they are me like they're they're human yes like i'm human but but also that's a label too life came out of the universe and and here we are today but 13.2 billion years ago it was something else and so for me to now look across at any other person in my my wife my children my friends or a complete stranger i now realize like oh their their life really is of equal value to mine their life experience right. is also of the same value as my life experience. Everybody should be considered and listened to and heard. Not that what everyone says is right or wrong or true. There are still going to be things people say or do that I'm not going to incorporate in my life. But I don't get to dismiss them simply because they're not me. Correct. Um People does, you know, people, if I sit down with my daughter and she's telling me about her life situation, she's 20, you know, 22 years old, 21 years old. And, um, and I'm 43. And so sometimes I just think like, oh, like you don't know anything, kid. Let me tell you what what I think. I I don't do that anymore. Like I'm sitting down with my daughter last night who came from California. Most of our relationship has been pretty tenuous because I treated her the way that we treat people inside that system when we're the right. we're the the ones that are in charge. Right. And now I'm having a conversation with her last night and I'm like, I'm like, Em, you got to move back here. I I really just want to get to know you. Like I was so emotionally unavailable on the first half of life that I never took the time to get to know you. And I just want to tell you, I really like you. Like I've spent the last couple of days talking to you and I really like you. And I I really hope that you do move back here. I'd really like to get to know you and, and do this differently. And as you're pointing out, like I'm closer to my kids. I'm closer to my wife. I'm trying to resolve the things that went wrong, the the places where I didn't act healthy. Yep. Good. Good for you because um, they're not just your kids. They're they're another life form on this planet, having their own experience, and it it really is of the same value as your life form, having your experience.
2: Exactly. Yes. And, uh, yeah. That's, that's been a tough one for me, Bill. Uh, when I think back uh, with some of the issues that came up yeah. with my kids and the way yeah. that I responded to those issues, um, yeah. some of the things I said uh, and, and felt and the the judgment, all of it. Yeah. And, and it was all formed and a, a result of, what I was taught and, and how important it was for them to get in line. Right. Uh, and, and so I just didn't take the time to understand what they were going through. Uh, I didn't take the time to, to have that conversation because it's just black and white. You have to be on this side of the line. If you go over here, then we got nothing to talk about. And you know, my, my, I didn't have a father, but, uh, I have a stepfather and that's a whole nother story, but, but, my mom was the same way. She, she I love my mother. Uh, she died about 30 years ago, but I loved her. I, I did. But there was never any kind of. Uh, uh, I mean, a, again, you, you, you either get in line and and live the gospel, and if you don't, then then we got nothing to talk about. There's there's no conversation to be had. Why are you experiencing what you're doing? Why do you feel the way you do? You know, how can we help you? It's it's just flat, you know. This and because you're done.
1: living the life you're living, you think it's simple that everyone else should be able to just get on the path and do life the way you're doing it, right? Like, exactly, because I know and, and you, Yeah, and you don't even comprehend, even as a, like you're older than your kids by 20 years or more, right? 20 to 35 yeah. years or so. Um, You can't even comprehend in that naive stage of life where you're sure your system's right and has the correct path. And suddenly your kids aren't living that out in its fullest expression. And you decide, like, I know you could do better. I know you could be doing these other things. And right. the reality is, even at 40 years old, I was ignorant to how different another human being is doing life inside their own head. Exactly. It, all these judgments were so unfair. Oh. I, I I would tell my kids, like, there's no reason why you can't get in line and do what I'm asking you to do. It's gonna get you back to Heavenly Father. And the reality is I couldn't even comprehend how their life experience has affected them and why they're exactly. making the decisions they're making. Exactly.
2: And and it's not just that, Bill. It's it's you know, you, you have this this plan, right? Uh that we're taught. And 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 then all of a sudden you got for me, you got three sons, right? And they one by one are choosing not to go on their mission, right? And they're yeah. choosing not to do these yeah. things that you have this all worked out. And what it comes down to, it's not so much that you, uh, that they should be going because it's what's right. It's that that's, that shows the, the organization that shows the ward, the people that you go to church with that, that you're doing what needs to be done, that your kids are in line, that you're, that you, you know, and when you don't have that, you're not thinking about the kid as much as you are the shame that that you feel because your kids aren't aren't the same as this family. Yeah. This family's got ten boys and they've all gone on. You got yeah, three. You, know, you can't even get one. So what the hell did I do wrong?
1: You know you you know you're a good Mormon when you raise more good Mormons. exactly, and you exactly. signal to your ward around you that you're a good Mormon by raising more good Mormons. And correct if you have four kids and two, three, four end up off the gospel path, then. Yep. It it becomes clear you're signaling to everyone else that you didn't do it well enough. You, you didn't, didn't do it right. Do it well enough. You no. just
2: didn't. Uh, uh, we're not sure what you did wrong.
1: Right. And but and, you did do something wrong. Guilt,
2: that's the guilt you carry with you because yeah, my, uh, Sandy and I both. But but we we've always felt that you know we didn't have our home evening. We didn't read the scriptures enough. We didn't pray. All those things are are what you carry with for for years and years and years. And yeah. yeah. It's it
1: teaches you to objectify your wife or your children. It teaches you to treat those around you as uh, the objects and the signals of whether you're being righteous enough or not. So it was almost like I was so messed up inside by everything not going the, perfectly that I then manipulated and put tons of pressure on my wife and children to be what would look like the signal of being a good Mormon would look like. And it ended up with me causing lots of uh, trauma on my wife and children by always letting them know I was disappointed in them when they weren't doing what I would do, and um, saying things and and treating them in ways that depreciated them and didn't value them as an individual human being. And I, I think religious systems are doing that all the time. As you point out, when we get past it, it just feels like this, the burden is either not there or so much lighter; it oh, is noticeable. Yeah.
2: It's it's so noticeable. Yeah. Uh, it it just is, uh, you know. And and then again, of course, you got different burden because you know, the, you know, it, it that burden's gone. But then the burden of of uh, you know trying to to fix everything the best you can and build up those relationships and. Yeah and and i i've got awesome kids i've got four yeah. awesome and and you realize just how awesome they are you know once you 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 take that that those blinders off you know once yeah. that that system has been broken down and it's gone and you can you know talk the way you should be able to talk to your kids and yeah. and and get to know them um and and your, your wife too and our grandkids yeah. you know everything's yeah. different but yeah, yeah the Everything burden is the different. burden the burden is light, much.
1: Yeah, no, no, I can relate to that. Everything is different, and and most of it for the better. Oh, um, almost yes. entirely. Not that everything our, is perfect. Not that everything goes perfect. There's, there's still, you know, we're still human, so we still have unhealthy parts of our ego that show up at moments. But almost entirely, it's better.
2: Yeah, everything's better. Um, we uh, we have a better relationship uh, with, yeah. as we've said. Uh, financially, we're doing better. You know, I'm no longer, I'm no longer, you know, uh, giving, uh, a significant
1: portion of your money away. Yeah.
2: Significant. Yeah. The last 45, every time I think about it, how much that I gave and didn't save, right. That didn't, that uh, where I didn't prepare, but, but anyway, that part has changed. I mean, we, we're doing so much better financially, which how could that be? Right. How could that possibly, you know, uh, but, uh, financially uh, and and just personally, everything, mm. my relationships with, with, with almost everybody I deal with is different, you know, yeah, it's and more even, people, yeah. even people I work with, you know, that have known me to be this certain person. Now, all of a sudden I'm different. Now, yeah. all of a sudden we'll be at dinner and I'll, I'll have a, I'll have a beer with dinner, you know, yeah. and they'll look at me like what's different now. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I've had to go through that with a lot of, uh, uh, so, uh, work relationships have changed for the better, because yeah. I'm telling you people, when you're inside a system, like people react to you differently than they would normally.
1: Yeah. You're less approachable.
2: You're, you're old.
1: less. Yeah. They you, can't, you don't they, really, yeah.
2: Yeah. They can't be authentic. They can't be themselves
1: yeah. Yeah. because
2: they're afraid. They're afraid. They Everybody's pretending. You. Everybody's yeah. pretending. Exactly. Uh, We've got some good friends that we uh, ride motorcycles with and we'd go on trips with them. And of course, they knew uh, who we were and what we believed. And we'd go out to dinner and and they they drink, but they wouldn't drink in front of them. They wouldn't drink at dinner. And we never asked them not to or we wouldn't have cared one way or the other. Uh, But and of course, then after we left, uh, you know, they they had to admit that that they they held back they couldn't be themselves. They were afraid to, to, that they would offend if if they had a glass of wine with dinner, you know? So it's not only you can, you're not authentic, but everybody around you has to act a little bit different. And, and that's changed, you know, for the better. I think you're muted, Bill.
1: Oh yeah. Sorry about that. I was just saying that your, your outward processes are changed. Your inward processes are changed. Y- you don't feel the pressure to fit in. So not only do you get to be um, a more authentic version of yourself, but it feels safe to allow other people to be their authentic version of themselves. And it just seems like a way to be a lot less stressed out about the world, which I think adds to other things, right? You get to be more present, um, in a high demand fundamentalist religion, you're constantly worried about past and future, what you're going to achieve to get to, to heaven, what you've got in the past that you need to repent of. And, And the reality is like, let me just be right here right now and be the best version of myself in this moment. And, um, you know, when you, you talked about spirituality earlier, um, not only are you trying to be the best version of yourself, um, and letting other people be the best version of of themselves as well. Um, but it really, I think it really does help you to be more present, to be more in the moment, knowing like, hey, I don't know what comes after this life. I don't, I don't know how this world's going to end. I don't know how my life's going to end, but I have this moment and let me make the most of it. And I, yeah. I think it becomes much easier to be present on after you deconstruct thing.
2: Absolutely. Uh and like you said, we don't know what's coming. Uh I used to think I did. And because I thought I did, uh, it was something that scared me. I was scared of what was next. I was I was afraid of of death. I was afraid to uh but I'm not anymore. I I I don't even think about it. Uh I don't think about what's if there's something after this life, great. If there's not, we, we won't even know about it. So Right, uh, I right. don't think about those things at all anymore. It's not a worry uh, whatsoever. Yeah. And that is such a, when you talk about burdens being lifted, that's a huge burden uh, that's yeah. been lifted.
1: I want to I talk about one more thing, and that's community, friends. And so in the system, the system gives you uh, an extended family. It Every Correct. Sunday you show up and these people, at least on the surface, uh, seem to care about you. You care about them. You get a chance to ask about each other's lives. You get to serve next to each other. There really is that social bonding, that social community facet that every—I shouldn't say every, but most humans need and crave. It—it kind of gets supplied to you. And then when you deconstruct religion, oftentimes you lose that community. Your your old friends don't really—they really valued you based on you fitting in. In the moment you don't fit in, um, you don't have the same value to them. Again, it's not that someone's being mean or. Unhealthy. It's that that's what we're trained to do. We're trained by the exactly. system to value those who uh, fit in the box. At especially at an older age, I gotta imagine it's really difficult to lose your tribe and at least from in the beginning not have another community to go to. Any thoughts it, there?
2: It is, and uh, you know that 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 one day, right? Every Sunday, you know that is uh, that that's something that's that you know, especially when you lived as long as we have, that's a an extremely, uh, important part of your life yeah. is to that, 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 that community that you have. Um, uh, most of the people in our ward here are much younger. So we, we've got a few friends here, uh, but, uh, finding someone our age that is been through similar, you know, circumstance is not easy. And, right. um, we uh, we spend a lot of time together, uh, my wife and I, and we do have a couple of friends. Uh, but you know, trying to replace that is you know it's tough. You know, and I I reach out on Facebook, and you know I did a, a I I posted in uh, the, I think it was in the Facebook group the Mormon Stories podcast, and I asked questions about you know uh, if there's any other seniors out there that are experiencing some of the things that we are. And I I posted several questions out, oh my gosh, the response to that was just huge. I didn't realize, you know, and, and it's, and those are some of the things that that people would message, a lot of people uh, messaged me off the, off, you know, a, a personal message and uh, uh, and they're struggling with that. How do I, how do I replace this? I'm lonely. We don't have, some of these are single sisters, you know, single women that, that have left the church and they got nobody they got how do you rebuild that you know and yeah. so that's what i kind of want to work towards is try to build up a community of of uh where people are a can get some support because there just isn't a lot out there bill for people RA. um uh, yeah. when i look at these forums and the subreddits and the facebook groups and and all these podcasters this whole xmo community it's all young people it, it's 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 not the seniors and and I'm telling you, we talked about this earlier, Bill. It is really difficult for people our age, some, to leave if they want to leave. Um, they just can't do it. There's, you know, you, you've you got these, you know, people our age, and because so many young people are leaving, there's nobody to do all the calling. So who do they get to do it, you know? Yeah. The pressure on senior members stay active to to accept the callings, to, to, to work at the temple, to go on missions, uh, it, it's just tremendous. And they, and, and that, and the fact that, like we've talked earlier, if they've got kids that are still active, they'll lose access to their grandkids, you know? Uh, and so, it's really difficult to find that community, and uh, uh, we're we're pretty lucky. We've got we've got some friends that we ride motorcycles with that uh, that I met through. I don't know if you've ever heard of the organization called the Temple Rider. Uh, it, it's a bunch. Of, it's a it's a Mormon motorcycle, and and I used to run the chapter for Colorado, and so I met some people through that organization through the Temple Rider. It's just a group of Mormons that ride around, go to temples on their motorcycle, and uh, uh, so. And most of them, most of them are still members of the church, but they don't attend church. They're what we, I guess, could call Jack, right? They still believe, but they don't, they don't attend. They don't live it. And so uh, we, but they're much younger. So um, yeah, we, we're, we're trying to find that community. We're trying to find that, that, uh, that group that we can, you know, try to replace that, that community. Yeah,
1: it's it's been easier for me only because I live in Southern Utah and the system I left, I mean, half the population here uh, right. or more either is in it or is uh, or has left it. Right. Um, and, you know, there's there's just not as many people here in this community that have never been associated with the system I came from. So it's easy to meet people who have these shared trauma experiences and uh, shared Uh, meaning in their lives, uh, and who have all gone through this hard thing of deconstructing it. And so there's this giant pool of people that I immediately can bond with easily. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, you being in Colorado, and can I ask, whereabouts in Colorado are you? We
2: live on the western slope. We're in Montrose, Colorado. Okay. And
1: so for anybody that lives out in that direction, if you're, if you're, looking to connect with somebody, uh, reach out to us and I'll put you in contact with Mike. And maybe, you know, maybe there's a way to build a a community there, but it has to be so much harder uh, in places where here you came from the system and there aren't as many people around who also came from that system and have deconstructed it. And so you kind of have to build relationships, kind of a, a you know, the way the world does. So you go to events and you try to meet people and you go to dinner and you try to find things in common, but it, it probably is more difficult to find people that you connect with and to build really strong, lasting friendships.
2: Yeah, it, it is. Uh, yeah. It'll, it'll come. It'll come. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, totally. Totally see that as well. Um, I feel like we covered a lot of ground, Mike, and this is a hard thing to get at. There's so much that has to be reevaluated, taken apart, examined to see if it's useful outside of the myth and right. then, you know, to incorporate new things, discard old things and readapt uh the ones you're going to hang on to and it it makes for a fun life. I I really enjoy learning way I think more than I did before, although I, I've always oh. liked to learn. Oh yeah. Um, But I love, now I love uh, competing voices. I love disagreement. I love to hear the other side of the story when I'm confident I'm on the right side of an issue. I still want to give the other side a, a fair shake and often find myself changing my mind Absolutely. Uh, easily, if somebody comes forward forward with new information, that is a game changer. Absolutely. Um, whereas Absolutely. in a past life, I would have just discarded it and dismissed it and hung on to well, my comfortable beliefs. That,
2: that's how that's how we got out of our system. You know, yeah. somebody presented something to us that was a a, a, a different view, a competing uh, thought, yeah, or a competing thought, and said, "Look, here's some evidence that you haven't looked at." Right and so yeah. you got to look at the evidence you have to give both sides that opportunity and again yeah. politically that's what i'm trying to do is try to find that sweet spot and yeah. and not i don't think you have to give up i i don't have to give up all my conservative views no
1: you know? some of those have value still yeah absolutely absolutely
2: absolutely and and i'm going to hang on to those yeah. uh so uh but yeah it's uh, it's a struggle. Um, And, you know, and I I don't want to be I mean, I just think it's more difficult for people my age. uh, Yeah, because we've got so little time left, you know, and, and, and we're just further along, we're just further along. And somebody in their 40s, like you, uh, I think it's, I think it's year to
1: it is. navigate.
2: I, yeah. I think it's easier to navigate. At least so. for me,
1: it has been again, yeah. location has been a big deal. Age group has been a big deal. Um, I think yeah. if I would have done this as a teenager, it would have been hard to find maybe friends. Um, right. Doing it as an older adult, I think has its you know difficulty, but I, I, I also agree that kind of that 35 to 45 range in this faith system, deconstructing, right. it seems to be a nice, sweet, spot to meet new people and to build new relationships exactly and yeah.
2: and and not only that you've you've a lot of people in age group their children are still fairly young so it you know they they're able to to try to get them on a different path right yeah. and and so um yeah i i just think the world's a better place without the system yeah. no question
1: yeah um i guess kind of wrapping up uh, we talked about kind of reformulating spirituality. You, you talked about what spirituality looks like. Um what do you what do you do now to fill your day? So all the time that you used to spend thinking about and uh, doing things in order to be what you were supposed to be inside that system, what do you fill your life with today that is different? How do you what's what's a what's a day? What's a different day? Uh, how do we say it differently? Um what are you doing today that looks different than what you did five years ago? but which you find a lot of value like what's what's a what's a life well lived
2: well uh you know obviously uh I'm still working uh and so uh, and i travel quite a bit but when i travel i try to uh, i'm trying to read and listen to to uh, things that can help me navigate my newfound you know beliefs and philosophy yeah. right what's
1: a, what's a what's an example what's a favorite thing that you really have been digging well digging i've gone th-
2: back i've gone back and 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 pulled uh almost everything that you and have. so i i download that you know and i listen uh, a lot um, uh, I, I've been listening to, I got, what's the guy's name? Uh, Smith, uh, uh, Sam Smith. Is it Sam? Uh, or, uh, oh gosh. I just ran across him the other day. Uh, um, well, well, the only Smith. thing I can think
1: of is Sam Harris. Sam Harris, Sam Harris. Yeah. Right. The making um, sense podcast, I think. And he's make, yeah, I've been listening making
2: to, I've been listening to some of his stuff and, and, yeah. uh, uh, I listened to one the other day about free will, uh, yeah. which I thought was just fascinating. Uh, so I'm just trying to expand uh, you know my uh, like I said before it was just all either. you know I would I was either you know I'd get on a plane and I'd read scriptures, I would listen to conference talks uh, you know and and now not you know, uh, I'm just trying to, to get all different points and just trying to, uh, again, figure out how to be a better person, how to, how to do things better. Yeah.
1: And I I think, you know, you've got a whole lifetime ahead of you, whatever that lifetime is. And you said 20 more years, it's whatever it is. And like you, I just want to spend every day improving at how I treat others and taking in as much information because I realize there's a correlation between those two things. The the more I learn today, the more tools I'll have in my tool bag tomorrow, and I'll, I'll have a better chance of being um, a version of myself that doesn't cause harm or trauma in the world, uh, right. and also enjoys my life experience. And so learning has value to my actual lived experience. I, I just want to say, Mike, I appreciate this conversation. It, at times, I think we were kind of stammering through it because it's really hard to put language to some of this and to say it in a way that the listener goes like, oh, I can connect with that. I'm going through that too. And um, in some places we we probably were too general and maybe these are all topics we could just dig into for an hour and a half each one. But it means a lot to me that people sit down and are willing to share their life experience and hope that others get value from it. I think deconstructing Religion is painful and difficult. I think that deconstructing religion is a, an important step for people who have woken up and kind of, you know, gotten out of those things and found better ways to show up in the world. But uh, any last thoughts from you? And we'll kind of close this out. And if folks have any questions or thoughts, they can put a comment on the episodes or they can email us uh, at Mormon Discussions Podcast with an S on the end at gmail.com, and I'll make sure that Mike's aware of any uh, feedback that comes in. But any final thoughts from you, and we'll kind of close it out there.
2: No, I uh, uh, I appreciate the opportunity, Bill. I, I do. It's been fun, and uh, um, I I these are things I just I, I like to talk about, and yeah. and uh, uh, I you know have been looking for a way to to be a little more vocal. You know, and uh, you know, I used to spend a lot of my time thinking about how how to get people into the right. You know, uh, you spend your whole life trying to figure out how to get people into your system, get them to to come with on on this on this journey to the afterlife. You know, and and so now I've had to switch, and it's not that I want to to work at getting people out. Uh, I just want to be able to maybe help people that have gotten, especially my, you know, uh, people have to figure out their own way, but no, I just appreciate the opportunity and it's been fun, Bill.
1: Have a great day, my friend. And uh, folks, if you're enjoying the almost awakened podcast uh, you can also visit us on our website, almostawakened.org. There's tons of resources and stuff on that site as well. Also, you can join our Reddit forum. We have a Reddit forum, uh, almost Awakened. And I try to post, um, you know, new insightful articles on sexuality, psychedelics, uh, shadow work, which is kind of working on yourself and confronting your own unhealthy mechanisms that come out of your ego. And um, really trying to give people those resources and tools, Mike, that help people to form their best life after religion. And uh, folks, if you're, you're enjoying these conversations, if you can, we'd love to. If you send a few bucks, you can go to the website and just click the donate button. But regardless, like share the podcast and, and if it's meeting a need for you and helping you to get more out of your life, then I'm, I'm just truly grateful to be part of uh, part of sharing information and stories that help people to process things and to show up better the next day. And uh, Mike, thanks so much for sharing your journey today and, and talking about all that goes into wrestling with our beliefs and wrestling with system. Thank you, Bill. Okay, take it easy. All right. See you. Bye-bye. This has been another Almost Awakened episode. Check us out at
0: almostawakened.org where you can check out past episodes, make a donation to keep this podcast running, email us a question or comment, or find out more about the resources shared in today's episode. For coaching opportunities or extra support, visit Spirituality.com to meet with certified spiritual director, Brittany Hartman.